Hello and welcome to this latest podcast from rollcentral.co.uk. I'm Lydia Starbuck, News Editor. I am Monique Blocks, the Assistant Editor. And I'm Brittany Barger, the Deputy Editor. And this week we thought we'd just have a little bit of fun and talk about one of our favourite subjects, royal weddings. Because we're coming into wedding season, we've got lots of big royal wedding anniversaries coming up. And we just love a royal wedding. Yeah. We do. We can't help it. What is it that makes a royal wedding just so magical? <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, I think it could go back to where, where we're, we're kids and we watch Cinderella and all of the fairy tales. And so when you look at a royal wedding, it's almost like that fairy tale is coming true. Yeah. So you see the prin- the princess and the prince getting married in real life with the tiara and the big fancy wedding gown in the cathedral. And I-, I think it goes back to our childhood fantasies that happen in real life. Yeah, I agree. It's just uh, a magical moment for most of us and especially for the ones getting married. Yeah, it's kind of a spectacle that seems to draw everyone together, doesn't it? I suppose yeah. the bigger the wedding is, the more it draws people together. I don't think people are kind of necessarily gathering around the TV in anticipation at Lady Gabriella Windsor's wedding. Though we all <laughs> love looking at the photos, but the really big royal weddings do seem to kind of take on that that fairy tale quality that you mentioned, mm-hmm. Brittany. It's like mm-hmm. you want to live the whole day. It's not just the ceremony. You want the whole experience from yeah. beginning to end. And especially if it's like the air, it's, it's always going to be a part of history. So it's a special moment to be able to witness, even if it's just from behind the screen. What was the first royal wedding that you really watched all the way through? I think that was Crown Princess Victoria's wedding. Because I, 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 I'm actually quite late to the party, royal, royalty watching wise. So I think that was my first one. I just remember how... In love they were, and it was just a great wedding. Mine was William and Kate because I remember that I was at I was fresh my freshman year at the University of Tennessee, and their engagement was announced in November. And I was in an English class where we focused on romantic stories, <laughs> and so my final project got to be on the royal wedding. So I watched it from beginning to end, and. Somewhere along the lines, I decided I liked watching royal weddings and christenings and everything. So there we go. (laughs) So yeah, it was William and Kate. (laughs) Then I went back and started watching royal weddings. Oh, yeah. (laughs) I did that too. Yeah. Because that's the thing. Once you start, you kind of want to go and see all of them. Because I I mean, I was was six when Charles and Diana got married. So I remember it happening, but I didn't really sit and watch it. My mom had it on the TV all day, but we were in the garden. And then I remember... The Duke of York and Sarah Ferguson getting married. And again, it was kind of in the background. But the one I really watched all the way from beginning to end was um, Harkon and Met Marit because mm. that was August 2001. And it was the first one you could really access on the Internet. Not that you were getting live streams, but I remember logging on to all the royal message boards and there were like pictures coming in. And it just seemed so exciting to watch it almost in real time <laughs> when, when it was had- so far away. And they had such a good, or they have such a good love story anyway. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. It was it was already romantic before the wedding had even started because they'd kind of had to, you know, battle for acceptance to a certain extent. And it was, um, it was all rather, it was kind of, it looked spectacular, even though it's like more, more like one of the more low key big royal weddings. But of course, you had all the tiaras and the royal guests from around Europe. So it was, um, 
it was quite good fun to watch it unfold. But then once I'd seen that, I started going back and trying to get videos and clips of other ones. Yeah. And she had uh, one of the best dresses too. I wasn't too fond of her, uh, like, bouquet. I think she was the one who had the really large... The big, long blue string of yeah, hair. Yeah, uh, I wasn't a fan of that one. I did like her dress a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's an all-time classic. I love yeah. her dress. And it kind of, every time you look at it, it gets better, doesn't it? It's just one of those ones that seems to get more and more classic every time you see it. And then yeah. another wedding that I watched all the way through, like from the day before until it was all over, was um, now King Felipe and Queen Letizia of Spain. Mm. Because we you could get Spanish TV here at the time, so I had it and I watched it all the way through. But that was a dress I remember being really disappointed with. Oh. Because she was such a fashion icon and everything she'd worn up until that point I loved. And I was expecting something really... She had the high collar, right? The, uh, yeah, it was yeah. a big high collar and it was a coat dress. And it's one of those ones I look back on now and I think actually it is a really classic dress but at the time I think I thought she was going to come out in I don't know like some Eurovision spectacular and I I remember just being slightly heartbroken (laughs) that it wasn't it wasn't more amazing (laughs) yeah I I think I had the same feeling with Kate's dress it was nice but it was just I don't know I just I guess I just expected more it was so simple and a bit flat on her I guess I was expecting a bit more poof and a bit more something and just i don't know i I was like that but it's grown on me as time yeah i really like kate's dress i I wasn't really fond at the at the beginning i wasn't it rose on you yeah (laughs) i liked it the one thing i didn't like about her look was the flowers the flowers were so tiny i hate those piddly little bouquets that kind of get lost i felt a bit of the same way about megan's it's like it's nice and they're all sentimental because harry had picked flowers and kate had sweet william for her prince but i was like big you know I need a Diana size bouquet I want something to be able to stare at not this little posy of something you know (laughs) but I think as well that's the other thing with royal weddings isn't it like with William and Kate because their anniversary is April the 29th so it'd be nine years this April since they got married but like you say you end up watching it from beginning to end and it's almost like there's so much to take in you can't really appreciate all the details until you go back and watch it again and again or look at the pictures yeah because it all happens so fast when you're watching it live as well. So you're just going, oh, the car is here. She's stepping out. Oh, her dress. Oh, she's going in. So, yeah. Might have to rewatch that one, actually. <laughs> they played it over and over here in the U.S. I mm-hmm. think they, on that day it was played maybe four times <laughs> on every single channel. Every channel I turned on, it was, oh, she's back out of the car. Oh, oh, they're coming back out of the church. I, okay, I've seen it three times. I've... Gotta find something else to watch now. <laughs> but it is almost like you need the edited highlights because I know the whole point is they're getting married and we all want to see the wedding. But I always have to say one of my bugbears about royal weddings is the ceremonies are always so long. I mean, I know they're kind of usually heirs to the throne and it's a big event. And obviously the religious significance is huge for them as well. But sometimes you're kind of sat there going, could you just do the balcony now? <laughs> Thanks. Can we just move on now? <laughs> Yeah, I think it doesn't help that most of us aren't really that religious anymore. So the ceremony itself is perhaps a bit boring for most people, but it's it's all part of the charm, I guess. And I really like the um, the curtsy they do at the beginning or the end. Some do it at the end or some at the beginning. So that's nice as well. Yeah, it just shows what kind of like, like you were saying, Brittany, it is such a fairy tale spectacle because a lot of the time we talk about whether curtsying is still appropriate even for members of the royal family to other royals but yet with a wedding 
you feel cheated if you don't get it, don't you? And yeah. I know when the coverage of Harry and Meghan's wedding didn't show the full curtsy and bow of was like, but where's my favourite moment? Because it is one of those special times yeah. in a royal wedding and it kind of just underlines that they are such an extraordinary event that you, you, you know, it almost seems a bit too old fashioned, but we just love them. Yeah, yeah. I remember when that shot went up, just as they were about to bow slash curtsy, and it happened, and nobody noticed, and everybody was up in arms that she didn't do a curtsy, curtsy, and it was just insane what happened afterwards. I was like, it happened really. I tried to capture it on film, but you really you can barely see it, so it's really quite a shame. It is because it's yeah. one of those special moments, isn't yeah. it? The curtsy, and then the kiss. We all want to see the kiss. The yeah. Kiss. Or first and second, if you're William and Kate on the on the balcony. <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that, that's kind of. I've I've felt a bit for them because everyone wanted the balcony kiss, but you must be slightly embarrassed as well because you've got your whole family around you and everyone's go oh, just you know snog, just get on with it. We need more. We need more action, and you're kind of you know. Yeah. Performing really, aren't you? Mm. I remember that. Um... With Maxima's and Willem Alexander's wedding, she just Maxima just kind of went for it, and Willem Alexander really, he almost backed up, I guess, because he was a little bit embarrassed. But it was a really nice moment, anyway. <laughs> yeah, it really summed Maxima up, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's she, just, she was just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> here I am. <laughs> that Latin blood. Yeah, really <laughs> can't was. deny it. But then again, you kind of feel cheated because. You know, I come back to the Spanish Royal Wedding, which I did watch obsessively for what seemed like about four and a half weeks. But there was no kiss. Why didn't they kiss on the balcony? How is that possible? (laughs) But Leticia and um, Felipe are not overly affectionate to begin with. So (laughs) that probably plays a part. I don't know that we really ever see them overly affectionate with one another to this day. So I yeah. think they're more private. But still, but still, yeah, it's a rip- <laughs> it's a rip off because you don't see you don't get to see it. <laughs> it is. It's kind of like those elements. If you're putting together a perfect royal wedding, you obviously need the bride and the groom and the dress and the tiara, but you want the curtsy and you want the kiss. Mm-hmm. And you want the pictures. Something they're really good at about actually in Sweden, Brittany, is the pictures of the first dance and the cake cutting. You get like the whole reception as well there, don't you? Well, you, they did with Crown Princess Victoria and Prince Carl Philip's wedding, but with Princess Madeline, she didn't want to have her reception um, videoed or anything. So after the wedding, everything was was done. But she actually ended up saying later on that she wished it was filmed because her Chris's speech and then her family's speeches were so sweet <laughs> that everybody should have been able to to experience it so but yeah they're really good about it like with crown princess, princess victoria you see riding the boat from the um uh, stockholm over to drottningholm palace for the reception and gotta love a swedish royal wedding <laughs> especially prince car philip and princess sophia with their umbrella by rihanna in the middle of the wedding <laughs> joyful joy Oh, that was one of my favourite Royal Wedding moments ever where Joyful Joyful started and they wanted everyone to clap and Queen Margaret just kind of looked at everybody and the hands stayed still. Yeah, and Maximo was just getting out. I was like, and there's that Latin Latin blood again. Here we go. She'll, she'll lead everybody. She's got this. She wasn't, but Margaret was just like, sorry, no. 
<laughs> the queen in the room. Happening. It's not yeah. happening. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like Queen Elizabeth if she had been there. <laughs> They'd both been standing there. No. Not dignified. <laughs> not happening. <laughs> yeah. They would have both just have sat there with the handbags at their feet. There would have been no clapping at all. <laughs> but we've got some really big wedding anniversaries to look forward to this year. And we'll cover um, lots of it on royalcentral.co.uk because Victoria and Daniel have been married for 10 years this year, which just seems almost impossible. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. <laughs> it just seems to have flown by because they, they had like the lead up to the wedding seemed like a long time. I think it was like they dated for nine years or so. So crazy. And I mean, Stockholm celebrated with love Stockholm. I think it was called for days ahead of time and it was a massive celebration she wore the same veil that her mom had done same tiara married on the same day as her parents so it's it's lovely and I loved um, Prince Daniel's speech it was kind of the frog and the princess and the frog but it was reversed (laughs) I think he made some sort of a comment this time he was the frog was not a prince (laughs) But he's definitely turned into very good prince. Yeah. Yeah, he really has, hasn't he? He's kind of made the role his own. And they're still so happy and they've got their gorgeous little prince and princess of their own. So it all kind of has that fairy tale air about it. And then, of course, we've also just had the big anniversary, Charles and Camilla, 15 years of marriage. Because around this time, I don't know, in the next week or so, that marriage will have lasted longer than Charles's marriage to Diana did. So it kind of Mm. becomes, I suppose the main marriage of his of his royal life and and that was a very controversial wedding but people have mellowed over time yeah i think uh, camilla's really grown on them and she she has proven to be quite an asset to the royal family and then we've got to look forward to another royal wedding which we're not getting in may but we hope we'll get i don't know maybe next may beatrice yeah i think we can finally say it's definitely off i know we we had our exclusive didn't we in our interview with sarah duchess of york on royalcentral.co.uk where she said the wedding was off and then there was an article in People about a week ago. But I think we can safely say now that Beatrice's wedding won't be happening on May the 29th. But, fingers crossed, it gets rescheduled yeah. sooner rather than later. Yeah, that would be lovely. If she is, she, uh, she needs a lovely wedding. Yeah, she does. She's she's really had some bad luck with with this wedding so far. So I, I hope it goes off without a hitch when they're able to reschedule it and that it's a really, really lovely, lovely wedding. And Hey, we'll probably see, um, George, Charlotte, Louis, and maybe, or maybe not Archie as little (laughs) page boys and bridesmaids. So that'll be adorable. Well, it might have worked out quite well because by the time it happens, let's say it happens maybe this time next year because we don't know when restrictions are going to end or change. So you might, I suppose, like a lot of brides and grooms that have had to cancel their weddings, you might be looking a year ahead to make sure everything happened. But by then, Archie would be two, be a good age for a page boy debut. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll be holding on to sh- sh- poor Charlotte will have Louis and yeah. Archie. <laughs> She'll lead the way. She's an expert now. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's turning into the Lady Sarah Armstrong Jones of her time. Like when I was younger, Lady Sarah Armstrong Jones was seemed to be bridesmaid at absolutely <laughs> every wedding. Yeah. And now it's Charlotte. She must have been bridesmaid, what is it, three times, four times already? And she's not quite so. five. <laughs> I only did it one. Yeah, I had I had to wait till I was twenty six to be a bridesmaid. Oh, 
I have these lovely pictures of me in like white lace. So I was like four, I guess. <laughs> lovely. <laughs> I was meant to be a bridesmaid when I was about that age, but I got um, measles and chicken pox. So I couldn't do it. But I was saved from a truly awful dress because actually I look at the pictures now. It's one of my cousins. So I'm sorry if you're listening. However, the the the, the attendance outfits were awful because they were white dresses with big blue bows on them. But then she had the page boys. There were only two of them dressed up in miniature guards uniforms with bear skins and they looked shocking <laughs> it's not on is it <laughs> well it, this is going to be the first of um, a series of podcasts on royal weddings that we'll do across the summer so maybe we'll talk about our favorite bridesmaids outfits and page boy outfits and those ones that we would rather forget in another mm-hmm. podcast and i'm sure there will be one on dresses and tiaras and all the excitement but um you can find lots of royal wedding articles on the site and also on the instagram royal.central but in the meantime we'll say thank you for listening and bye-bye thank you bye thank you bye-bye